Hey, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level podcast, episode number 53. This one also brought to you by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. Chris, we had a good little streak there of two wins in a row. And uh, you and I were talking last night and before we hopped on the podcast today. It, it just feels like we're we're watching a rerun here uh, when you play against Kansas State. Uh, the, I mean, it, almost every single time it is the same song, different verse, put whatever cliche you want in. But Kansas State does what they do. They do it very well. You know what's coming. And I think that's what's even more maddening when they beat you the same style, same way over and over. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate uh, the Cantex Roofing folks uh, being a part of uh, this podcast. There's a lot of uh, folks in the neighborhood that I live in, man, been replacing, <laughs> yeah, been replacing roofs after uh, uh, a, uh, a monster hailstorm back in, I guess, what was it, uh, late May. So, anyways, yeah. appreciate those folks. I know those folks are needed, uh, and and for sure, this city and and all that. Um, yeah, I uh, I. You look back at when the schedule comes out, and it's like if Kansas State wouldn't have been on your schedule, I wouldn't have been sad about it. Uh, that's that's soft, or that's uh, tough for me to admit, but that's the reality of it. That's now twelve of thirteen. Um, you just, I think now what's your six and twenty-one, or or no, uh, you, you've beat them six out of twenty-one times. So that's I'm not doing the math right. So that's six and fifteen, maybe yeah. uh, would be the math there. But it's just that you're just in this long stretch where you've really struggled with your football program over the last, you know, 12 to 14 years. And and they've just gotten you nearly every time. The last time you beat them was 2015, and that was a home game. I think you won 59-42. And I remember that game you were up 58 to tw- or 52 to 28, and you think, okay, we got these guys buried. And they start with the onside kicks and all these things and they, they make it close. I think you ended up winning, like I said, 59, 42. And what was, what's interesting is that I think that would drop Kansas state to zero and six in the mm-hmm. big 12 that day. Um, and yet I think they would win out and go to a bowl game at six and six um, and, and all that in typical Bill Snyder fashion uh, that yep. particular year. But, you know, last night you knew that you were going to get their best shot. They they had an embarrassing loss after, you know, the, on the Stillwater game, kind of a, a head scratcher <clears throat> where they did some uncharacteristic things. And I don't know if last night, you know, we saw the uh, the the passing of the torch from Will mm-hmm. Howard to Avery Johnson. But now they have multiple quarterbacks that they can uh, utilize going forward. And I, I would guess that maybe there's a semblance of where they continue to play both of them. But, uh, yeah, Avery Johnson was kind of the story last night. And, you know, I think Joey McGuire after the game even said, you know, hey, he asked the reporter that asked him and, you know, hey, you and I could have scored on some of those. It was just like the QB run game, QB power. You know, you're doing some different things. I mean, they've they just, you know, uh, I was I was writing it last night on something I was posting. And it was like, you, you know, you can't stop Colin Klein. You couldn't stop Skylar Thompson. You couldn't stop Adrian Martinez last year. You couldn't stop, mm-hmm. you know, Avery Johnson. Um, you know, I think Jesse Ertz uh, in, in the mix there at some level. Yeah. I'm going way back. Yeah, um, yeah. But it, it, it's just frustrating. And obviously one of the storylines in this game was, I mean, because you're up 21-17 in this game, I think 7.30 or so left in the third quarter. And – and again, you you are, you know, Baron Morton has come out, and so Jake Strong is in there, and you're just kind of, 
at, at this point, I think you, we, we all talked on the broadcast. You're like, okay, you're going to need something else to help you here. Yeah. A turnover, a special teams play, you know, cause it, at this point you're just trying to like grind it out. And then, the, and then the turnovers start to happen uh, with uh, the interceptions. And I, I blame some of that really on, on your, your inability to get a kickoff return, you know, on the other side of the 20. And I think Kenny Perry will be very frustrated with his, his group, uh, his special teams group, because this was not a good game from their standpoint. I think he would be the first one to tell you that. And they had played well as a, as a group to this point, but you're, 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 you've got this red shirt quarterback or or I say red shirt, a uh, true freshman quarterback. Yeah. uh, Jake strong pinned in his own deep in his own territory. And then you start trying to throw the ball over the middle. And I, you know, whether that is, what he what was called what he saw at the time i think that they indicated last night there were on some of the interceptions there were receivers open he just is going to the wrong but he he made some freshman mistakes and i think you weren't able to overcome them and it's frustrating but that's what you know i mean you're up 21 17 that you don't score again and obviously the three touchdowns rushes by avery johnson uh we totaled five on the night could have had a sixth uh, could have had a sixth if he'd have wanted it, uh, but he went down and made a good football play and got down in bounds. But, yeah, there's a lot to get to here. A whole lot to get to. We'll start with the quarterbacks because you mentioned that. Um, Baron Morton, first level, what's what's expected? How long are you expecting him to be out? Um, is this just still up in the air? If it is extended period of time, uh, what were your thoughts? I mean, either way, what were your thoughts on on Jake Strong's first performance? Obviously, you have the three interceptions, but this was his first college action of any sort in uh, Saturday night's game. Yeah, tough spot for him to come into uh, coming out of the locker room. And hey, man, uh, big home game, play the uh, play the big, <laughs> big 12 defending champs. Yeah, I guess it. I, I was trying to think yeah. of like a, the last time. You know, when Mahomes was here and you had to go to Vin, Vincent Testaverde Jr. and Texas yep. was in town and uh, Mahomes got knocked out uh, well, that uh, game and you were playing well at the time and then and it just got it got away from you. How about uh, Baron Morton in 2021 against Oklahoma State where you get shut out? I think Baron had to come into that that game as a true freshman. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, one. I mean. Yeah, that was uh that was a an all-time bad offensive game uh, yep. that night uh too, you know. So Oklahoma I mean State, this and Oklahoma State had a really good uh defense that year. I think they would they would play for the Big 12 championship that year. Yeah. Lose lose it to Baylor, but yeah, their defense was salty that year. But yeah, just a tough tough spot. Um and I I don't know if you had as much on the line in that game as you this one. But you know, I think a lot of your goals are now it's really about just trying to figure out what your team is and trying to, you know, get to a bowl game now, I think, and, and all, you know, be, being realistic about it. Uh, but you dropped a three and four. You've got a road game staring you in the face. And and so the thing about Barron is, and and I think people know this, he hasn't been healthy um, up until this point. I think Joey indicated that last night. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury that was suffered. And uh, I guess when he – kind of first came in uh, against West Virginia and Morgantown. He took a couple of shots and he's been trying to play through that. I don't think he's practiced a ton uh, in these weeks then, which feels like an eternity ago. 
And so I think it's been tricky for him trying to get ready for these games without a lot of practice time. And I think the, the one benefit is Jake Strong has gotten a lot of practice time. Yeah. But I think, I think you know, Joey said shoulder uh, after the game. That's what he told me. That's what he told the, the media. But you also hear him say it was an accumulation. And I, I, I think he got knocked around a little bit. I think you could speculate, too, that, you know, he got there's – there's a rib issue. There, there's potentially a, a head issue. I mean, you could, you could speculate wildly. But he just wasn't – he wasn't right uh, for much of that second quarter. He still played through it, whatever it was, and still played okay and made some plays. But I think there were some errant throws. Um, he was – you know, I think on the sideline, we we, we talked, uh, you guys were noticing from up in the booth that he was sitting next to Zach Kitley, kind of his head down. And just what I think y'all were speculating, I think Brian and John were very frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that that's what makes you, you know, it was almost just kind of, I don't, the, the right word is not despondent, but he was just like, you just tell something was, was off. And whether he had taken a hit and he was trying to play through a lot of pain, whatever, he just wasn't right. And then he never came back out of the locker room after halftime. And what what's what's weird is if it was a shoulder, I would have thought that he would have been back out there, you know, with his team in the second half, but he never appeared. And so it makes you just wonder, did he go get test it? Yeah. Go get x-ray. Did he? Yeah. Is, is it, is it more than just a show? I don't know. So, but, but Joey also says he's got a good chance to start next week. Who knows? We'll see. But that was clearly a big storyline in this one, and it's just like, of course, it happens against Kansas State. They just take advantage of your misfortune uh, because this is back-to-back years where they've gotten you when you've played the, you know, you had Donovan last year yeah. who who didn't play a very good game, obviously a backup quarterback, and so um, I, I thought I actually thought because what they'll tell you about Jake is um, is that. He he's not going to overwhelm you with measurables. Not elite arm strength. He doesn't. He's not doesn't have elite size. He's a he's a good athlete and he's tough and he's smart. And but he will make some freshman mistakes as we as we saw him do. And that's a really good defense that he's going against, yeah. uh, especially with the way that their scheme is. And that that's tough to uh, and and so not to spin off because you know choice i know that a lot of people have issues with like your play calling in the second half and that's pretty well all i saw reaction to last night if you hop on social media or message boards or whatever that that seems like the the biggest frustration with people out there is play calling offensive coordinator blame that sort of thing yeah and 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 i get it i mean when you when you lose um you know people start you know pointing the fingers and all that stuff it, it's like i didn't see anybody complain about i guess everybody seemingly is okay with giving up five rushing touchdowns and i even was i was even told that's on the offense that's the offensive coordinator's fault that the <laughs> that the, the those five rushing touchdowns cuz you 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 know you're setting them you're set the defense was tired the defense was gassed uh, whatever but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just the, uh, I, I find that, you know, like, my, my, I don't know. You yeah. know, my first the, the biggest like my first takeaway when I'm I'm kind of decompressing or trying to from the game is, man, your defense let you down. That that was the first thought for me. And apparently it wasn't that for everybody. But you've counted on your defense so much this year. You've kind of risen to an expectation level right. for what they can do and what they should do. Um, so you don't expect them to go get gashed like they did and and Avery Johnson to score two touchdowns in 
late in the game where he doesn't even get touched. And that, yeah. that, that's where you get extremely frustrated. And and we heard um, Coach McGuire talk about the, the gap integrity and, and assignment stuff and, and how you're just not filling the right holes there. And yeah, they just, they just outnumber you. I yeah. mean, they, they that that's what Kansas State that they they never get out of their whether it was Bill Snyder or or Chris Kleiman they never get out of of what they are mm-hmm. and for the most part it wins it's not perfect and they they get they get it handed to them a bit at times like like they did at Stillwater um, and and it's but but they generally just win on being able to block you better and tackle better than you. And and not screwing anything up. And you know, yeah. last night you look up and it's like they don't make any really mistakes. I mean, there's some, there, there's not a lot of penalties on them. There's not any turnovers. Uh, they they you know, it's just they play good, good, sound, clean football. And you know, you could say it's boring or you could say it's very entertaining. I don't know, but they they win more than they lose based on the way that their style and. I mean, and, and what's crazy is, is like Will Howard was close to preseason first team All Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Dylan Gabriel was, but Will Howard was in that conversation based on some of the thoughts about him. And I don't know if we just watched him get replaced because that's the guy that won the Big Twelve championship last year. I mean, he's got a championship ring, and he was responsible for it. Absolutely, um, you know, on, on the starting quarterback in the Big Twelve championship last year, and and yet I don't know if he just got replaced or not. But you know, Avery Johnson's going to be the Big Twelve. Offensive player of the week in the Big 12 um, with five rushing touchdowns. I and mean, that's pretty much, uh, you know, he could start etching his name on whatever certificate or trophy they hand out for those things. Um, uh, they probably already have that press release written. But, yeah, yeah, it's just the, the, the two, you know, if you want to talk play calling, here, here's the two play calls that I had that I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. I wish you would have done something different. Is that and two very specific ones. There was because ultimately what 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 the, the frustration leads to why didn't Taj Brooks touch the ball more in the second half? Sure. Uh, I think people looked at you know the the six yards per average and things like that. I think Joey said some of that skewed by some longer runs, uh, one at the end of the first half that skews the numbers. They were run blitzing a lot, and mm-hmm. and you know and I and I knew that you know you know Kansas State's corners were vulnerable. I don't think – I think now that we we can talk about Barron's shoulder issue, I think that, you know, go back and look at how many times he really threw the ball down the field. It wasn't much. And the one time that I think Xavier White caught one he was interfered with, uh, it was underthrown, but he still caught it. Yeah. Um, it, it you know, the, 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 like even the, the throws that Barron made down the field were underthrown. But I think Jake, you know, he has no limitations. And so I think you tried to test those corners a bit. But the, the the two plays that I had, um, you know, that I would look at was that you you're down you're down thirty one to twenty one and you're going in to score and I don't you're on about the ten or fifteen yard line and you throw one to the corner of the end zone and Jake just never saw the safety rolling over and at that point, boy, you, you wish that you would have run it or done something different just because so at the bare minimum you get a field goal out of it, you know, like you get some points out of that. That was a uh, a frustrating, you know, attempt, uh, whatever, whether that's play call, he checks to it. I don't know, but he just didn't see the safety roll over and pick it off. It was a fairly easy interception by, I think, the Savage kid that wears number two uh, mm-hmm. for, for them. And then the other one was, I think you're close to midfield and it's fourth and three. 
and you try to throw one way down the sideline to Jerron Bradley, and it yep. just they just never had a chance. Whether you're looking for a play, you're looking to make him, you know, force him into a PI penalty, but it just it was poorly executed. The throw wasn't there. Bradley wasn't really open, and you know, and so those were the two that were really tough. Um, not that you could have run it on either play and been wildly successful, but. Those were two specifically that you're you're looking back at going, oh, you know, because you're still kind of hanging at those points. But, you know, then, then the dam broke on you. But, yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, a lot of frustration there. But, yeah, your, your defense gives up 274 yards on the ground. Um, whether they were tired or not, you know, you, you've got to be – they had it posted yeah. throughout the week in the, in the locker room, right, what, the 343 that you give up. So I think that's a big disappointing part is that, that, that it was an emphasis during the week hey, we're not going to let these guys run all over us. And then you let these guys run all over us. So, yeah, and, I mean, and, and they don't, and they don't make any plays really to affect the game. I think that's what, you know, coach DeRuder and coach McGuire would tell you. Yeah. There's no, the, the Kansas state just never felt, you know, threatened or you, you, you got them stopped a few times, but you never made any of these plays that could change a game. And that's what Joey kind of said to me after the game was over. Cause I just said, after we, we asked all the play calling stuff, we asked all the, you know, the Baron Morton, Jake Strong stuff. We asked about Avery Johnson, all that stuff at the very end. You know, we 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 asked him, how frustrated are you just in general? And I think the, his level of frustration was we just we, – we've got to figure out and find ways to win games. And and you just couldn't figure out a way to win that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the turnovers put you in a bind. Your special teams put you in a bind. Your defense puts you in a bind. Your your you know what whatever play calling puts you in a bind what whatever it is or miss execution on on plays whatever not handed to Tosh Brooks enough if that's what people want to go with uh, putting you in a bind whatever pick pick one um, but Kansas State beats you like they always do um, so yeah it's almost like a it's become a habit to lose to Kansas State uh, and so I when you get to the sixteen teams. And you start looking at the schedule. <laughs> I, for one, yeah, I mean, this I, is I exactly what I was thinking. I, I'm going to hope that yeah. you're not a, in a regular rotation. Mm-hmm. I, I hope to see them as least as possible um, going forward. I just, sorry, yeah, that, but I just, it, that, yeah. A&M played Georgia like once in eight years in the SEC. Once they got there. That's what I want with K State. Let, let's get them once every eight years or something. It was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to be done with those guys because. They own you, and I'm with you. It's it may not be the most competitive mentality. Screw it. I'm well, I'm so uh, tired of getting beat by Kansas State. That yeah. So we got a lot of similar questions. So I'll combine a few uh, from the audience. Uh, Preston says we've been a effective running the ball against heavy boxes. Why did the, in the second half did we only have eight touches for Taj? Leah asked, was Taj banged up last night? He took some big hits and acted a little shaken up after one. And he disappeared for quite a while. Uh, team was still utilizing the run game, but doing it through Valdez. Yeah, and and I don't I don't know about that with Taj. You know, nothing was spoken about that after the game, but he did take some big hits, and and Cameron played a little bit more than I think we were expecting. I think he did finish the game up because the game was kind of out of hand, and I think mm-hmm. you're just like we're not putting Brooks back in there, but Cameron was in there a bit more than we had previously seen. Uh, and, and and I don't I don't know why you know they didn't uh, you know like I guess quote unquote force it um, you know because I think that the question was asked you know hey they're not they're 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 run blitzing and all these things will still 
try to go get it. I, I thought I'll say this too. I thought last week against Baylor, your big boys won up front on mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. I thought last night you could say that Kansas State won those matchups. Uh, I, I'd, I'd say, say fairly that, handily. Yeah, I think that you know their 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 big boys kind of controlled the game in, in both sides, uh, and I think that was kind of the because you know you can you can talk play calling or QB or blame coach Kitley or, or Jake strong or Joey or coach DeRuiter or whatever. But if your big, big people don't play well, that's really where you, you know, usually your problems start. Yep. Um, and, and again, it's you're, you're on your third string quarterback. And so I, I know Joey said that, you know, expectations don't, don't lower, but there's just not many teams. And this is the second year in a row that you've uh, that you've now gotten to your third string quarterback. So it's well, just, it's, it's tough for anybody. Um, it'd be six years in a row now that you've had three quarterbacks play meaningful snaps. That, that's, I mean, that's, and, and this brings us into another question. Andrew on uh, Twitter asked serious question, six years in a row of having to play at least three qu- quarterbacks. Are we running our quarterbacks too much and putting them in harm's way more than other teams? How in the world do we put an end to the streak next year? Well, and, and you know, the 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 irony, at least this year, is, you know, when, whenever um, Tyler Shuck got originally hurt, he's just in the pocket. <laughs> I mean, there's no he, – he, he's in the pocket, and, like, it, 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 you know, and then the next play, he's in the pocket again, and it, it his, his, it's a broken fibula, I guess. Yeah. He's not, not running. I mean, there, there's been times in the past I mean, where, yeah, you, you, and, you, you're running way down the field. Yeah, the the scramble before that was a scramble. It wasn't a uh, yeah, a called run play. Him. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. And I think with Baron Morton in Morgantown, when he got dinged up, he gets flushed from the pocket, and he's just he's trying to get you know, and he lands on that shoulder, and I think you Baron's, know, and all that. I, his only designed and, run last night was was the QB sneak, if I remember correct, too. I, I don't think and he on the on the one yard line, and yeah. and last night, you know, he gets. He's flushed out of the pocket, gets pushed out of bounds. He got, yep. uh, which I think Joey said to me, needs to throw that ball away. Um, and then I think he got hit, uh, you know, after he let let a pass go. Mm-hmm. So this isn't, you know, I mean, this isn't one of those things where, I mean, everybody runs their quarterback or everybody, it, it's just a tough position. You just had a string of bad luck. And it, it it's, yeah. you know, I, I don't know if, you know, you're you're not. I don't think putting them in in harm more harm's way than other teams do. You just because I mean th- these are just th- these particular issues that you've had this year. These are just generic. You know, your guys playing quarterback and and I think you could say the offensive line maybe needs to play better. You know, up front to protect them or not get them flushed, or your receivers need to get open better so there's an outlet so your guy's not running for his life. I don't know, but these are every quarterback goes through this and. I, you know, both Tyler and Barron had both added some some weight in the offseason, mm-hmm. uh, trying to beef up and be more durable. Um, I think uh, that's been well documented. So I, it's just – but it's just – yeah, it's the damnedest thing, man. It yeah. uh, It's very frustrating, but it's very hard on – if you are the, the play caller, if you are scheming up an opponent trying to put up a game plan when you're switching quarterbacks all the time and you have one that's compromised because it's been hard offensively you know, no, nobody's going to talk about how good the play calling was the last couple of weeks when you had a quarterback that hasn't really practiced much. 
Yeah. And you're trying to put a thing together like you don't really know what he can do well or can't do well because he hasn't practiced a ton. Very true. And and yet, yeah, and so that that is just a layer of of dynamics there that um so I don't I don't know, but I I don't think you'll change much. Uh now behind Jake Strong is a receiver named Brady Boyd. That's who would be your if Jake Strong were to start the game next week uh, in Provo. Brady Boyd would be the backup quarterback. He has been in quarterback meetings for the last several weeks. He is somebody that is a plus athlete. Um, I think he can run some wildcat zone read type stuff. I think he's got a good arm, but he's a receiver, you know, but this is what is next best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, because Will Will Burns is a baseball player. He's on baseball scholarship. He can't technically is not allowed to play this year. Cooper Lefebvre is a, is a walk-on that they had invited back onto the program right. a couple yeah. of weeks ago when Tyler Shuck went down just to have a body and, and practices and, and things like that. So you're, you're, you're at the, you're, you're at the back end of your, your dynamic there. And Will Hammond, your commit, he was in the stands last night, the kid, Pull him uh, out. the young man from Puto <laughs> that, yeah. And so, <laughs> Hey man, let's go ahead and forego the last several games of your high school season. But uh, yeah, man, just, just wild. It is. It is crazy. I mean, all of what you're talking about. This, just the thought of you could be playing a receiver this week. I mean, you're one snap away potentially. We'll see what happens with Baron. He could be playing this week. He could be starting as as Coach McGuire alluded to. But uh, we'll turn the page this week after one more question on injury. Um, also from Leah says, "What is the injury to Bryce Ramirez? Will he be back soon?" Well, he got he got knocked out of that Baylor game. Uh, I think it was you could I don't know if it's like stinger or head injury or I, I don't know what it was. You could you could have seen that. He just big time collision there in Waco. He mm-hmm. didn't uh, he didn't immediately get up. They, they take him out. You know, it, it's always like I'm always going to assume head or neck issue or or stinger. You know, type those injuries when they when they walk off the field and the trainer has his helmet, like you don't, we're not going to give you your helmet back. So you can't run out there. And when they're going the the wrong direction and the trainer has to kind of guide them where they're supposed to. Well, that, that too. Yeah. So, but I, I, he was on, yeah, he was on the sideline last night and he was in good spirits. And I think, uh, you know, I think Joey even indicated, yeah, they thought they'd have him back. So yeah. Yeah. Baskerville, Bryce Ramirez, Mike Dingle could all be back in the mix uh, next week. Um, you know, you got Jordan Brown back uh, on offense. You were still without Mason Tharp, still without Cole Spencer. Um, and then obviously the big question about Baron Morton. So, you know, I think one of the biggest names you mentioned there is one of the most overlooked or over underrated, I guess it'd be uh, parts of, of the game against K-State Baskerville. He is one of your best run defenders out of that second level, that third level. Um and not having him, I think, has a huge effect on some of those untouched quarterback plays to the house. Um, he, You're just so used to him being up near the line of scrimmage and making plays against the run. Much like Muddy Waters was last year, he's replaced him very well. Um, I, I think missing him was a, a big hurt to that defense. Didn't help you. Yeah. So yeah, uh, one, Didn't help right. you. So now as we kind of turn the page towards, towards Brigham Young, first ever trip to – to Provo, uh, this question, a two-parter from Brandel says, first question, why us? Uh, second question is, do you think this team has the uh, intestinal fortitude to be able to bounce back on the road? Yeah, you know, 
I, I um, th- this is a, a, you know, kind of a, this was always going to be a weird, tricky game, uh, no matter if you were rolling or if mm-hmm. you're struggling like you are right now. Uh, and I say struggling, you just, you just coming off of a game, you, you were rolling and now you're not, <laughs> but uh, uh, I think BYU is one of those teams like most uh, that they're better at home. Now I, I think you had been too up until mm-hmm. uh, last, last night versus uh, the Wildcats. Um, I think, I think they are, this will be a kind of a grind of a game. I think TCU worked them over a bit. I think, yeah. uh, so much of this is up in the air with BYU because you're, I don't know your quarterback situation. Uh, I don't know if you, if you, if, if you could go in there with a purely healthy Baron Morton boy, I'd like your chances, sure. but if he plays, he's probably compromised a bit. So I, I don't, I don't really know, but yeah, this will be a, cause I mean, BYU is built like a big 10 team, you know, they're, they're, they're big and they're physical and all that, but there's not a lot of team speed generally. They just kind of, out tough you and out big boy you and all that. Well, TCU just got after him and just had speed all over the field. And it's like, that's what you do against BYU. You, you, you spread them out and make them chase you around and you've got to be good enough to, to do some different things there. And uh, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I think, what was it? What was the final score in Fort Worth yesterday? It was like 48 to 40, 11 or 44 yeah. to 11. I think it was 44 to 11. I think 44 but... to 11. Yeah. And it wasn't ever, ever in doubt. I mean, no. TCU just got out in front and, and cruised. You know, Keaton Slovis is their quarterback. I don't think he's very good. I think he's very average. He's bounced around a variety of different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his stat line in that game was like 15 of 34. So, again, this will just be about you trying to, you know, figure out a way to get into the bye week on a positive note and figuring out a way to win um, because yeah. you, you start looking at, like you can't drop this one, and 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 like I think the, the bowl game scenarios are even kind of starting to sure. be, become a, a question mark. And so, yeah, this is one that you need to you need to play well and get a result. And I'm obviously BYU is going to say the same thing, although BYU's got a better overall record uh, than you do. So I don't, yeah, won't, won't be easy just because it's a night game in Provo, and everybody says they'll put sixty thousand in there. It's a hostile environment. It's it's this and that, but the the team aspect, you just need to go play well and figure out a way to to do, get another road result. Yeah, this this Texas Tech's been hard to predict. This league has been extremely hard to predict this year. I mean, four yeah. out of four out of five underdogs in the Big Twelve won outright this weekend. Uh, so I mean, it, it it feels near impossible um, to even guess at this game without a starting quarterback, but. I think one thing, uh, my kind of last takeaway from the previous game and from other games this year is the thing, the thing that seems to be missing the most from last year to this year to me is a lack of a killer instinct. How many times have you had late leads? Um, how many times have you uh, had a third quarter or fourth quarter leads this year and you just haven't been able to go put games away necessarily? You You kind of did the last two weeks. I mean, there, Baylor wasn't as much of a game, but you're still able to put it away. Houston, you definitely put it away in the second half there. But against fairly good football teams, you, you've let them not just come back into games. You've you've allowed them to take leads and go on stretches where you don't answer scores late in those games. Oregon, Wyoming, um, obviously uh, against Kansas State as well when you're up 21-17 to 17 and they – they reel off 21 straight. So I, I think that's something 
and I don't know what you attribute that to or what you how you figure that out, how you fix it within a season, but but that killer instinct is something this team has to find to be able to win some of these closer games. Yeah, and, and I, I just think um you know, like most teams, your margin for error is just not very big. And it gets yeah. even smaller when you've got quarterback issues. Um, you know, I think that's just the the reality sure. of it. Um yeah, and when you, when you don't have a quarterback that's seen a lot of things and and should know, don't throw the ball over the middle, or uh, you know, and I, I just just all all the different things that go with it, it just it makes your margin for error a lot a lot smaller. Um, and and when you, you know, yeah, it it just losing sucks, man. That's just all there is to it. It's just very frustrating. <laughs> it is as simple here, as that. Yeah, you're sitting here at three and four. Uh, on the season and it's just not what anybody thought but no. it's it's a league where you could win the rest of them or you could lose the rest of them type scenarios and that's what why everything's so jumbled up uh right now so um and i thought it, it was funny as you look at the conference to I me mean, everybody kind of thought kansas kansas was the, the 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 next team after the oklahoma and texas scenarios that Kansas was kind of in that next year. Everybody's wondering about either Texas yeah. Tech or Kansas State. And then Kansas drops one to Oklahoma State. So there you go. Yeah. I guess, uh, you know, Oklahoma State is the Kansas State cha- or state of Kansas champs, I guess, because they have uh, back-to-back wins over Sunflower two, State. two pretty good teams from the state of Kansas, you would think. And yeah. so, um, anyway, it's just been difficult to try to figure, you know, figure this thing out. So for sure. Well, Lovell, I was going to talk a little basketball, but we're kind of running out of time here. Tech was picked eighth in the in the preseason poll, so we'll we'll hold on to it, and we've got basketball season right around the corner. Uh, I'll let you give like a minute or quick thoughts on on expectations for this season, and was that about the right spot for them, uh, number eight in the, in the league, in your opinion? I think it's going to be a very difficult league to kind of figure out. I think a lot of people don't know a lot about some of the new teams. I think Houston, though, is is going to be a handful. They were picked second in this league, that so we knew that. But the the other new ones are are a bit tricky. And then I think with so much roster churn, mm-hmm. with a lot of programs, uh, West Virginia's program, you know, has been in in flux. Uh, with the coaching change uh, and an odd timing one, I think. I, I think, but I, I think for Texas Tech, that's about right. I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought middle of the pack. I, I would have thought they weren't going to be too high. They weren't going to be too low, and they fit kind of right there in the sure. in the middle. And I think um, th- this will be just my, my initial thought is this is a this is a year where you know an NCAA tournament bid is certainly attainable. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have my expectations set much higher than that being a realistic, you know, um, I think it's, it's, it's grind, scratch and claw and try to get to the tournament and see what happens. I don't think like this is a on paper anyway, like a man, this is a second weekend of the tournament or, or it's, it's not, it's not gone well. Um, you know, because I, I think that my overall statement, you look at the all conference team, the honorable mentions and all that, there's not a red Raider mention. Mm-hmm. And that's right. I think that that's dead on. And that's why you are, Pick sure. you, you don't have a overall talent would be like okay who who's your guy and you've got talent you've got some experience that you've right. added but it's just not one of those things where you don't have a bona fide you know draft pick you don't have it's kind of like the football program in some ways you know like you don't have a hey hey man this other team's on a 10-0 run go get us a bucket stop this run uh you know like go bail us out well 
don't know if you, you you've got that dude, but they'll play really good defense. I think they'll grind away at it, and and I think Grant is a really good coach, and I think they'll have an identity, and I think they're a lot more athletic than people realize. It's just a matter of can you get some of these studs stopped? Uh, you know that the other teams are going to throw at you, and, and you're going to see plenty. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited for basketball season. Uh, I know a lot of people are, but that will uh, tip off officially on November eighth. Have that uh, n- what what do we call it exhibition game in Denton against Texas A and M uh, towards the end of this month. But level out of time. Appreciate you, man. Uh, have a great week. Go Rangers. <laughs> yes, go Rangers, man. Hope they hope they can keep it going, man. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Appreciate the time, Woodman, and uh, thank you again to Cantex Roofing uh, for being a part of this one. We'll see you next time. Absolutely. That's Chris Lovell. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned in to the Ask Level podcast brought to you by Double T 97.3.